0: This is The Dichotomies of Life, episode 17 A Trip Inside a Creative's Mind. inside a creative's mind featuring Jay Wright and let me start by saying it has been a great day and a great week today is the third day I've been taking on it and I pretty much subscribe to the total human so I can really amplify my life and stay on top of my game all the time so follow me on all the socials to keep track of my progress. And it's a good day today because I woke up today to another notification from Anchor letting me know that my podcast was on another podcast platform. So now you can listen to the podcast and help support the podcast through Anchor, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Breaker, Spotify, Google podcast, radio, public, and the Apple podcast. And it has been a great week because I've been able to play a lot of basketball (laughs) and it's a good thing when you're able to get out there and stay active and burn thousands of calories while having a great time with friends. Um, It's also been strange though. Uh, i come downstairs to the garage to, you know, get some podcast recorded and I find out that my studio has molded because it's been raining here for like the last week. So for whatever reason, the couch that was down here was had some mold on it and just just things that you wouldn't believe had mold on them had mold on them, even some of the metal objects. So it was kind of crazy, but you know what? I got after it, got some bleach, scrubbed this place down, threw some shit away and moved on. It's also been strange because I was at a birthday party and As I pulled off to leave the birthday party, some guy in a truck threw a slice of cheese at my window. And it was extremely weird because I didn't know he threw the cheese, my wife caught it, but I turned on the windshield wiper because again, it's been raining. And all of a sudden, a streak of yellow American cheese goes across my windshield and I had to pull over and kind of get it off. So some strange things have been happening, but you know what, We, we keep it going and we get after it. Anyway, without further ado, What is a creative? A creative is someone who makes art. And what is art? Art is anything and everything that moves you. Art can be anything from a pair of shoes that you like to a favorite taco. Art is art, and I have on the podcast with me today my brother, a fellow creative, and an artist in many different aspects of the term, and today we're going to talk about his life and the things that he has to bring to the table. Jay is a recipient of a $10,000 scholarship to the New York Film Academy. He has done some camera work for City TV in Douglasville, Georgia. He's done some photography for Bowery South Presents. He was a comedy showcase runner-up, and he's been the lead festival runner for Afropunk Atlanta, and he does a lot of work with Afropunk as well, he is also the creator of the Art Life podcast, and if you guys want to listen to that, there will be a link below. So click on that, show him some love. He's got a lot of great content and a lot of interesting guests on there as well. So look forward to that. And so, without further ado, Jay, welcome to the Dichotomies of Life podcast, brother.
1: Thank you, brother. No place I'd rather be.
0: I know it's good. We've been we've been planning this for a while, so it's good to actually get this uh, get this done, man. I appreciate you uh taking the time.
1: Oh no man. No, for real. Yeah, anything for you, man. Um you've you've really helped me a lot. Um it's we'll get into this I'm sure, but just being able to reconnect with you has been a very uh a very big plus in my life. in a year that otherwise was chaotic
0: has been crazy as fuck.
1: Yeah, yeah, to say the least.
0: <laughs> exactly. So so the viewers will know, um, we're just going to start off, obviously you're my brother. So that's one of the, the the bigger things there. So, but let's talk about where you're from. So who are you?
1: I am, I'm a bit of everything. Um, I kind of have lived my life by the Jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, you know, saying, but I, I also have lived it understanding that like you don't have to master everything. You, you don't. can just be pretty good in a lot of things and still be able to like make a living. Yeah. You know, the goal is always to be the best you can, but I think a lot of people get stuck up on the perfection instead of just doing.
0: Exactly. And I say this all the time. Perfection is the highest form of procrastination and i truly believe that you know just being a creative yourself you know yeah. that the if you if you aim for perfection and you if you're like oh i can't let this go out until it's perfect you will end up not doing it i don't give a shit who you are Absolutely. if you if you, if you get hung up on perfection you'll end up just canceling it so guess what let's shoot for perfection but we still have a deadline you know what i mean
1: yeah and not to uh, veer too far off the conversation but I, I was actually helping uh, – I'm producing a podcast myself for a couple of people and um, they kind of got stuck in the process of doing it. And I told them, you know, uh, progress over perfection. Yeah, and I will take if that we're all we're moving forward, yeah, if we're moving forward, we can always work on getting perfect. But if we're waiting to be perfect, we'll never we we'll never move, you know? This is true. Um, so, yeah, to, the long way of answering your question is that <laughs> – I am. uh, I am a utility creative. I I can pretty much be put in any situation, and be if I'm not at least, if I'm not the person that is the most value in that situation, I'll be at least the second or third. I like my my skill set is a Swiss Army knife for creativity. That's
0: what I'm looking for. Oh yeah. And where are you from?
1: Uh, Born in Columbus, Ohio, but Atlanta, Georgia has always been home. More specifically, Douglasville, unfortunately. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, as far as the most creative side of me, that's always been honed. And and he lives in Atlanta, basically.
0: I understand. And so the next question is, where are you going? (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead
1: bless you I I, my goal is to go all over the world I mean where am I not going is probably a better question and the answer to that is Douglasville Georgia
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I for those of you who don't know and are listening to this Douglasville Georgia you know is just not for me and it's not for Jay and I would say that if you're trying to you know relax and you've already you know you're just trying to relax and wind down that's the great place for you but as far as some a couple people who are trying to be on the upspring douglasville georgia is like the anti-creative place to be so yeah oh
1: yeah it's it's suffocating as a creative it is there's no creativity i just had a conversation on my podcast with a friend of mine about this who actually lives just outside douglasville and um we were talking about how if you don't have a car, you're landlocked. You might as well be on an island because, you know, they just got bus service out that way yeah, last year.
0: they did. I remember they were building that right as, yeah, I, was, as I was leaving. You were
1: stuck. So as a creative, it's, it was a very tough place to grow up.
0: Because Definitely. you know
1: you can do more, but you're, you're not, you're, there's no way you can access any of what the world has to offer.
0: Exactly. And so what would you say is your message Throughout all the social media, all the things you've done, what agenda, if you will, for lack of a better word, are you trying to push? What knowledge, let me use that word, are you trying to push onto people so they can kind of, you know, maybe streamline whatever struggles they're going through to get to a place of success? Uh,
1: I think I have a dual message. Not I think. I I know I really ultimately have a dual message. The first and foremost uh, of the message is um, to keep going. You know, like if you've said in your mind that this is what you want to do, you've got to also understand that there are hurdles that you're going to have to climb. There are going to be areas that you personally have to grow in. And so really do your research and make sure that this is something that you want because um, it's not always easy. Um, but if you're a creative, you don't know life any other way. You know, it's very easy to go work for someone else and let them tell you when you got to be at work and basically build your day for you. But as a creative, when you, you don't want to sit behind a desk or as a creative, when you don't want to, you know, um, stock shelves or answer phone calls or anything like that, like when you know, that's not what you want to do. It's hard because then it becomes like, okay, well, I'm not doing those things, but I still gotta survive, you know?
0: Yeah. Without And a I doubt. don't
1: wanna I don't wanna get too high on this. I don't wanna get a promotion because if I do then it will be easier to then stay.
0: Then This the golden isn't handcuffs. what I want. Yeah, yeah. Without exactly, a doubt. I exactly. understand.
1: And with that, I would say the other side of that message would be to mean it. Um this you is know, there were times true. in my life where I was just okay saying I was something, you know, uh, you know, I had um maybe done something in the industry acting wise and i was like oh i'm an actor but i wasn't actively taking classes i wasn't actively trying to get better i was just yeah. cool walking around with that title that, and also that's part would, of that was
0: i would just liken that to the person that walks around with the with the skateboard shoes on but they don't have any rips right. in them and i'm like oh so you don't right. really skate do you or the person that you likes to think they play Ollie guitar is. but they don't have any uh you know they don't have any um what is it called uh I calluses. used to have them calluses. Yeah. Back yeah, when I played yeah. like crazy, dude, my fingers were, they were gone, man. It just, it yeah, is what no, it is. The calluses are crazy.
1: Um, but yeah, just, you, you just overall have to mean it. Like if you're yeah, going you have to, to be live that it. thing. Yeah. But, but if, if you're going to be that thing, if you're going to tell people that you're that thing, be able to back it up. And, yeah. and what a beautiful thing when you can back it up because you find yourself in situations that you're like, oh, wow, I deserve to be here. Exactly, exactly. It's 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 been eye opening the last few years.
0: I'm sure it has. Um, how, so, a question for you: How did you? Yeah. How did you get into the industry? Because that's <laughs> something that I really like. You know. I so really. I told this
1: story in the. Don't know. I told this story in the prologue. Actually, you do. I I told this story in the prologue, and I I, in hindsight, I realized that I told it wrong. So I'll I'll tell it right here. Um we were in douglasville and arbor place mall you and i and i saw we you we both saw guys walking through the mall with video cameras like film cameras film crew cameras and i, I was like okay whatever and you pointed them out to me and you're like hey you should go talk to them and see about opportunities and i was like oh that's that's a really good idea i didn't even think of that so I did, and um, they were there filming a ribbon cutting for a new store in the mall and they were um, they were part of the city's um, basically their channel, their TV station and um great guys, Steve Nate, and Jason all really were really great to me and took me under their wing. They taught me a lot of things about film and editing and cameras. And I, I got to intern with them. Um, and I did that for maybe, a, I want to say a year and I ended up leaving I because that. I definitely remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, crazy I, cause it, like, I
0: remember it like it was yesterday. Cause I just remember them walking through and we're looking like, damn, they got a lot of equipment. What the fuck are mm-hmm, they doing? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and I, I, I always come back to that because just like we've said about being um, stifled for creativity and in, in a place like Douglasville, like you see that opportunity and it was just enough to be like, Oh shit, I just took this drug and it's what I want to do for the rest exactly. of my fucking life. And, exactly. and so then everything just became a pursuit. Like I remember one time working with them. Um, I had, I had basically had to leave because I needed to get paid and I ended up working for target for a little while. That was my first job. And then, um, some years later, I had an opportunity, and I told them about the opportunity, and it allowed me to um, come back and work for them as a, as a paid employee, as a contractor. And nice. um, that's, that was the goal, and I was like, oh, shit, I can get paid for this. You know, It wasn't much. It was like once a week I was coming in, but I was still cashing a check every week for work that I did for them. And that was an amazing feeling.
0: that's the most rewarding part. When you start to get something tangible back for the effort that you put in, like when I first got my first two cents from Anchor, dude, I woke up and I I was like, I was on top of the world. And yeah, it's two cents, but it's something that you can now hang your hat on. And it's it's really the first brick laid down to a a very, very strong foundation. So I, I definitely love that. And, and, I was yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy because I know some of the answers to this, but, you know, as a listener, I do want them to know as well because I want them to know, hey, you know, everybody, you know, has something in common. So the next question that I have for you is when did you know that you wanted to be into the industry?
1: Uh, it's funny because it came on in phases, actually. Like with my time in the TV, with the TV station, um, I was really, we had done, I had done some green screen work. I had done video editing. I had learned to use like a crane for crane shots, and I had even shoot shot. I like, know you high were nervous. Like
0: games. I don't want to hit someone in oh, the head. with Oh, oh yeah. Shit. This shit was ex-
1: <laughs> no. It wasn't even. It wasn't even that. It was just like, I I have no money to pay for this shit. Yeah, and it's like oh, that's more expensive than my life. And you guys <laughs> just trusted someone who did not go to film school or even barely knows what the fuck he's I doing know. with this equipment. But I, I that's that's a testament to them. They really. They let me learn. They treated me like one of the guys. I, I have so much respect for those those guys and I always will. Um, yeah. It was really an awesome thing. But uh, so to answer that question, uh, when, when did I know I wanted to be in it? A lot of it was was as far as film uh, was that moment there working in the TV station, doing all the behind the scenes. Uh, I remember one time it was a very slow day at the station, and we were like, "All right, well, there's nothing to do, you know. Maybe we'll just send you home because there's nothing for you to do. There's nothing to edit." And uh, one of the police officers was driving this unmarked. I think it was like a Dodge Charger, and we were at the Those fire station. Those things are
0: flooded in, in Douglasville. Dude, it's unmarked it, you, like crazy. Yeah. Jesus. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. So we're we're standing at the fire station talking to the uh, firefighters, and this guy just this officer just <laughs> just pulls up. It's like. Steve, guys, get in. And so we're like, what? It's like there was a huge crash. So we just I just hop in the back of this police car. And I am still to this day never in my life gone that fast. This man takes off like a fucking bat out of hell, lights on, oh, sirens geez. blaring, and right at that turn where you can go around the loop and go where like you get off on Chapel Hill Road to go to like Yeah. A, I know demolition. exactly
0: where you're talking about.
1: Yeah, so there was uh i don't even remember all the details i just remember a motorcyclist had gotten thrown off of his bike jesus and there Christ. was a car flipped over in the ditch and they gave me a camera and they're like all right go like you seen the movie Nightcrawler? Wow. right
0: i haven't i've always <laughs> wanted to see oh, that well,
1: well, you see that shit that's one of my favorite movies that and the movie drive if you watch that you'll see what i'm talking about but okay they were like go go record like get as close as you can Good and God. just having that access Get in like here that, you go <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm like just i'm recording it the guy had to get airlifted to a hospital in alabama Holy because it was the closest for the trauma and i'm like i'm down there and i'm just like everybody is like like am i allowed to be here Damn, and it was just like i, I was i was there out
0: of body experience yeah
1: like and it's one of those things that made me like man I, at one point i wanted to be a cameraman in uh like war zone areas good just because of the thrill and the adrenaline of like oh fuck this could all end and it's just like oh shit there's just so much shit is going through your mind and it's just it's insane but yes. that was one of those times where it's just like i think i'm kind of built for this shit yeah and that and lasted you know for a good
0: funny, while so many people so many people are so they're in their way of life you know they do their way of life they get up they sure. dress, they do their thing. But you never think about the mind of someone who wants to be a cameraman over in, say, Afghanistan and record that. Right. Those people, because right. I watched I watched a movie. I forget which movie it is. But the point is, there was a reporter and she ended up getting kidnapped and people had to go save her. And, it's, and it was based on a true story. But it's just crazy because like,
1: oh, who was the- that um, Zero Whiskey Foxtrot with Tina Fey?
0: Uh, I don't think it was that. In fact, I would remember Tina Fey because I love Tina Fey. But my my point uh, is though, like who the hell wants to be a reporter, an American reporter in another country in a war zone? But there are people yeah, like that, and so trying to understand yeah. a creative's mind. It, you, you never you will won't. if you're not a creative. You, you will never understand no. that because you're just like, well, why don't you no. just do this? And they're like, well, don't you see all this? And they're like, well, why don't you? And it'll, it'll just, it'll never happen. It's like trying to put a round obstacle in a square peg. It's never going to really exactly. fit. And so that's exactly. something that for the listeners out there, if you are, th- that's why this podcast is so beautiful because it brings all all walks of life together so you can try and get some perspective and you know gain that perspective and just have more of an understanding but here's something that will give some hope out to the people listening to this in the film industry specifically i know that you have been an extra for a lot of movies how many cameos and Um, shows and movies have you have you been in because I gotta be I, it's, honest It's a lot right
1: <laughs> I, I I had done extras work I started in 2000 Well the first movie I ever did background work for And you actually did this as well We don't make any oh, kind yeah. of appearance Whatsoever But that was Remember the Titans We do
0: was, You God can see us Because of long. Jasmine's pink jacket Boom First cameo I, I don't
1: I, yeah, I don't know if it counts But The um, <laughs> It counts so to I, me. I, I, <laughs> started, about all I ever get. <laughs> It was cold as fuck that night It definitely um, was Yeah. Uh, so I started really because I was in an acting, um, course, uh, acting like a school basically. And I was trying to build my resume. They were like, you know, whatever you can get on your resume, get on it. So do some background work if you have to, blah, blah, blah. And so I did. And, um, in 2011 is when I started and I don't know the exact amount of movies that I've made. Uh, I don't know the amount of cameos that I've made for sure. Um, because I don't honestly watch everything that I've been on. In fact I, I very rarely watch anything that I've been on. There are two things that I have watched that I definitely make a cameo in, and that is uh The Watch with uh Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn. Um
0: I remember that one. I remember
1: that. I'm right over Vince Vaughn's shoulder in the, the stadium scene.
0: Vince Vaughn's and the, he, a
1: G man. <laughs> he's tall as fuck too. Uh, but <laughs> he's a but, great actor uh, though,
0: phenomenal actor.
1: No, I enjoy him. Uh the other movie is I was booked as a background extra on this. And actually I, I got that opportunity because I actually helped with the casting process for this particular movie. And, um, I helped set up the, the casting room basically. Um, and they were like, okay, well, you know, we want to book you for two and a half weeks. And that was the movie premature, um, by the director, uh, director Dan beers. Yeah. And, um, that was two and a half, two and a half weeks solid where I was getting up at 5am coming home at like, 10 11 o'clock at night Jeez. and i was it's a it's a it's a modern day groundhog story groundhog day's tale so i literally was in the same clothes like every day but the last half
0: week. dude if anybody at like a gas station saw you they'd be like what the fuck is wrong with this guy like he's (laughs) wearing the same shit every single (laughs) day comes in here gets his coffee but he doesn't stink what's going on (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, bro, I, I was struggling, too. Like, that's the other thing is, like, when you're trying to find a foothold in the, in the industry, oh, like, yeah. I can you're only struggling, imagine. bro. Like, I remember there was one scene that they wanted us to shoot, and they're like, all right, we'll give everybody a pay bump if you let us use your car because it was supposed to be, like, early in the morning, and they wanted some cars, like, dropping people off. My gas tank was on fucking E. But I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> there you go. And the whole time, I'm just like, please don't die on I me I Jesus need this extra $20. <laughs> and it didn't. Crazy. And I'm thankful that it didn't. But it's like, that's some real shit you deal with. And it's like.
0: The dedication, I, yeah, dude.
1: I, yeah. But I, I just, it's like, if even if I struggle right now, like this beats being at a desk and clocking in and having to be fake and happy to customers. And, and it's just like, whatever, this is, this is the, the path I choose. It's I the, the, it's not the path of least resistance because everybody would be doing it.
0: And so but I don't
1: want what everybody has.
0: That's true. That's very true. That, that really leads into the next question that I have. Why do you do what you do and who do you do it for?
1: Um, I do it for all the motherfuckers that said I can't suck my dick. <laughs> I'm there you go. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, um, I, I do it for me. I, I do it because mentally, like I have ADHD. I don't really have another choice. I don't, I've, <laughs> I've known I wanted to be in the entertainment industry since I was about eight years old. I can't say exactly eight, but I want to say either six or eight. So I'll say about eight. There you and, go. and, uh, I've never stopped. I've never not wanted it. There are times where, like, I've had to evolve, you know, wanting to do background work for so long that I got annoying and uh, tiring because you get treated like shit a lot of the time. You get the yeah. shitty food, you got the shitty conditions. You know, it's a, it's a fall football game, um, but it's actually shot in the winter. And so when we say action, you got to put your blankets under you and can't they can't be seen. You got to wear fall clothing in the fucking dead of winter. Like it's, it's, and so it's like, these are things that people don't see because all they see is the glitz and glam of Hollywood. And it's like, it's a lot of fucking work. And I, I grew a a greater appreciation for artists in general, as a result of working in different parts of the industry.
0: Yeah. That's crazy, man. Like just the thought of that, like, Hey, it's summer, but no, it's actually really winter and it's cold as shit out here and you're shivering, but you got to hide the shivers and you got to get after it. So, put your coffee away, yeah. put your cocoa away, get your ass yeah. out here in this tank top and throw this football.
1: <laughs> That's exactly. crazy, man.
0: Exactly. Yeah, but it's, it's the magic, yeah. like you said, of Hollywood making. So, yeah, can,
1: you, were, you asked me uh, so why yeah, I do was, what I do and hmm?
0: why you do what you do and who you do it for. You yeah. answered who you do it for, <clears> and now why you do what oh, you oh, do.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I do it because I, I don't feel like I have any other option excuse me i don't feel like i have any other option um i've known what i wanted to do for a very long time i've already put so much time and effort into it at this point Mm -hmm. if i didn't move forward with it like well you know you're like at this point this is the thing i put the most time into so finish the job yeah like just Just kind of like to
0: prove to yourself like hey yeah it was all worth it boom
1: yeah i mean i have a very clear vision and, and picture in my head of where I'm going. And it doesn't have to make sense to anybody. You know, it doesn't. as long as I see it and don't lose sight. Yeah. Excuse me. As long as I see it and don't lose sight, then, you know, that's all that matters. This is true.
0: So why you, why should people listen to Jay and why should they follow art? X art media, as opposed to all the other voices and places out there to look nowadays. Why you,
1: because I'm weird and awkward and, um, no, I'm serious because I'm authentic as fuck. Like, um, if nothing else, you know, I've been in the industry, the entertainment industry for, and I'm, I'm like I said, 2011, I started doing background work, but I was doing the TV station work well before 2011. So I'm pretty much a 20 year veteran to this shit. And
0: yeah, or almost well, that's good way year to picture. look at it. I mean, but honestly, time and position so, is everything, dude. Would you would you rather have a exactly. doctor who just started mm-hmm. and is fresh out, or a doctor who's been doing it for four more years than him? Probably exactly. the guy well, here, who's four more years.
1: Here's the thing, though. Like I, it's like this because I said earlier, uh, like what I said earlier about being a jack of all trades. Like just listening to me, you're gonna get a little bit of like information from each thing so if nothing else i'm a wealth of knowledge you know and like there are people that have listened to me when i've been in positions of power and now they're in positions of power that's good because, like, I, I never, I never miss an opportunity. But
0: that's to something, that, like, when when we talk, when <laughs> on the conversations we have, I mean, it's truly iron sharpens iron. You're throwing out stuff about editing. I'm talking to you about stuff about the podcast that I've done. Like, we're helping each other, and so we we both Absolutely. grow out of it. So, I mean, I'm I'm very much the same way in that aspect. I feel like if you want to know something. And you come to me, if I don't know it, I will find it out and I will get it to you as quickly as humanly possible. And it's a challenge that I take on. It's I take pride in it. I'm, I'm
1: yeah, the same yeah, thing,
0: absolutely. dude. I'm just I'm just a well of knowledge, man. Literally. Throw the bucket and down, and you're gonna get something up.
1: That's and, and I you'll understand when I say this, as a well of knowledge, you have to be very careful because once people understand that of you, oh yeah, you're not gonna always have they're gonna try know, and drain you. Your, yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Oh, they're, give me this, and oh, like, give I, me that, and oh, give I get me this. How to that
1: level yeah. without doing any of the work, you know? Yeah.
0: There's no shortcuts. So, There's no well, shortcuts. Well, I was going to say, to answer
1: your question, I kind of am, I, I can give you shortcuts. Now, you still have to do the work, yeah. but I can, instead of having to go through the successes and failures that I have, you can just listen to me yeah. and be that much more advanced.
0: You know what you are, and you know what I am? What we are? We are the trade college versus the other types of colleges. We're not going to give oh, yeah, you all absolutely. the core classes and bullshit. We're going to give you the meat and potatoes. Here's Straight what you to need point. to know. Boom boom boom, absolutely. you're done. We might not have the accreditations yeah. of all the other colleges, but at the end of the day, you you're going to know do exactly it. exactly. You know exactly what the hell you got to do. So, I'm definitely about that. And in those times when you're when it's taking longer to get the Rubik's Cube, to get all of the one color on one side, here's a question I have for you so you can share as a veteran in the industry. How the hell do you stay motivated in the industry through times like these? I mean, you've got COVID going on where extra work is probably, you know, even more strenuous because of the whole six foot thing. You've got, yeah. you know, times where like there's just not as many gigs as there normally are, you know?
1: Yeah. So, so before I answer that, to your to your point about extras work, there are literally, um, I heard that the uh, some of the projects that Tyler Perry's working on right now, he literally has people uh, booked for 14 days, which is like, you're, you're, you're extra for 14 days. You're, you're going to stay here. You're going to sleep here. You know, you're basically at camp for 14 days while we shoot. And I think that's geez. responsible. I mean, if you're going to have people there, that's that's really the only way to do it. But, but he's yeah, paying them. So um,
0: you get on that gig, you're getting a nice check.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, easily. Easily. But you're going to be used a lot, too. Yeah. For everything.
0: Like, didn't I just see Um, that guy walk by?
1: Yeah, you did. (laughs) He's on that show, too. (laughs) Exactly. So uh, I'm going to answer your question by telling a story, if that's cool.
0: That's all. We got all day, brother.
1: Cool. So in 2015, um, a new uh, music festival had started in Atlanta. And they had this really cool promotion where if you... Use your social media platform to advertise for the festival. You would get a two-day, like a weekend pass for free. And 2015 festival came around. I had done the process to earn myself a ticket. And Storm hit that weekend. They canceled the festival. They pushed it back to the next year. And they said, if you got a ticket last year, you will still honor it this year. Awesome. Cool. I'm in without having to do anything. And I showed up to the festival. And I, um, I show my pass, I get in, but I'm also broke as fuck, and so I'm like, I just, I just want a souvenir. I just want a shirt. I just want a hat. I want something that says <laughs> I want a to this That's a
0: commitment right there,
1: you know. And so I, um, I noticed the volunteers got shirts. <laughs> and the volunteers, I was already in the festival, so it's whatever. The volunteers had to work for four hours, and then they got in for the rest of the festival for free. So. That wasn't a selling point for me because I could just leave anytime I wanted to. I yeah. was already a part of, in the festival. So I worked my four hours, but I learned a lot working behind the scenes and I ended up loving it. And I ended up not working four hours. I ended up working the entire weekend. I did not Jeez, see any performance. That's legit. But when I did see performances, I saw them for backstage and I was like, ah, this is how to do it. And that's I exactly recognized right. that opportunity. And the thing is, is like that same weekend, People were getting fired for being volunteers because they were not acting like volunteers. They were trying to sneak in the green room or talk to artists about their music. And people and always like, ruin. shit. you understand what shit. this opportunity is? I know. Like they want, but you they're
0: here. not built for it. They're not built for no. those times where, like those people, they're not the ones standing out there during COVID, and they're not the ones out there when there's no gigs. No. They don't. They don't have the drive, dude. They just don't no, have that gear. It,
1: they think that they're special. They think it's convenient. They mm-hmm. think it's going to magically happen for them. And, and, and they so, fizzle like, out, just brother. To, just to finish that story, because I am leading up to answering your question. Um, the next year they invited me back. They didn't pay me. I volunteered again willingly because I was trying to make a name for myself. I understood the value of it. Um, they invited me back the following year. They offered me a substantial amount of money to be – The runner for the festival. They gave me a van and they said, "Whatever we need you to run and go get. You know Atlanta better than anyone else." Okay, I'm like, "All right, bet." They offered me. They invited me back this past year. Gave me even more money than I got paid before, and they said, "You're going to be the the runner again, but this time you're going to run and pick up a lot of the influential people." Um, And so I did, and I had the time of my life. I celebrated my 30th birthday at this festival, which is actually going to be pretty bittersweet this year because it'll be the first year in five, four years that I have not celebrated my birthday at this festival. Um, and with the same people and it really fucking sucks. That's, but I, I, get you, I, man. I think that burns. about that. I think about that. And I think about the fact that this same festival offered me the opportunity to work for them in New York. And I was broke as fuck again. Cause you know, starving artists is a real fucking thing. And I had $150 to my name and I spent $100 on a round trip bus ticket to New York with no place to stay, not n- no, like I had $50 in New York city for three days because I was going to this festival, God do damn. or die. I was going to make this shit work. So God damn. I, I go to the grocery store and I buy, they had buy one, get one free, uh, granola bars. So I bought them because it was like I'm about to <laughs> chump on these motherfuckers for three fucking days. It was like a value size box. So I was good like, I'm God. good. I probably so, had like 50 granola bars in my book bag.
0: So, so everyone out there, if you think for a moment that you want to be an actor and you want to be a singer and you want to give it all up to to get after the dream, if you're not willing to, to do this, I don't know what to tell you.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's commitment. Exactly. So... I got on this bus, um, and I'm listening to one of the headlining artists because they just dropped a new album. I'm like, all right, I'm going to bounce, get this shit in my system so I can witness it live. This is going to be amazing. And I still don't have a place to stay. I legitimately was planning on pulling a Tom Hanks and sleeping in an airport terminal if that's what it took because I knew that's what I was supposed to do. I was like, there are connections that I need to make, and those connections are in New York. And what I understood what I understood and what I've always understood. And I think one of the things that's pushed me away from a nine to five is that all you have is time. And if I don't have any connections in this industry and I don't know anyone that has connections in this industry, then what I have to do is be as close to that industry at as possible at all times until I'm one with that industry, until it makes no sense for me not to be around. I have to learn how to be valuable in that area so that I can make that my occupation. And so that's what New York was. That's what I understood about New York. I I was like, they invited me because of the work I have done for three years for these people. They know my value. Let's go fuck some shit up. And so I get to New York. I walk from Chinatown to Brooklyn where the festival is happening because I had nowhere to go. (laughs) Um, I walked with a book bag on my back and a rolling book bag and a rolling suitcase. Um, and I walked to the festival grounds. They were still setting up, putting up banners and stuff. And so I was like, fuck it. I put my shit uh, where everybody was storing their stuff. I'm the only one there with suitcases because pretty much everybody else lives there. And I just started helping. I was like, what do we need to do? What sign needs to go up? You know. And um, it was an amazing experience. That was one of the best weekends of my life. As a result of that, I got to be the festival guest services manager. So I'm running around this festival... Um, escorting A and R's and music executives to their areas, Jeez, um, man. It, like excor- escorting them. It and shows <clears throat> that just, in-
0: just being humble, just saying, "Hey, you know, I don't oh, even yeah. know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm just going to grab this. I'm going to start helping, however I can." Like that. Yeah, that but I have a. I, have a I,
1: I, I love the chaos of festivals. Like I really love. It's like uh, a music festival is like putting together a puzzle, and then there's an earthquake but then you realize the earthquake is that you're actually falling out of a plane, but you still got to put this puzzle together. While you're fall- and, and it's like, I thrive in that chaos. Like to put things in perspective, the Atlanta festival is about 15 to 20,000 people. God. The Brooklyn festival was 80,000 people.
0: Jesus.
1: And I had no, I mean, we had blocks shut down. I had no fucking idea what I was doing, but I did the best I could. I tried not to crumble under pressure. I don't believe that I did. Well, and if they brought you back, was,
0: then you didn't, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but at, at the end of it, you know, and this this is to answer your question. How do I stay motivated in a time like COVID? Um, the question is because of past experiences. So when that festival was over, one of the headlining DJs had a birthday party. It was his birthday, the, the, the night of the festival that he closed the festival out. And he had this very exclusive VIP party. And it was maybe like 15 blocks from where the festival grounds were. Well, we're in New York and everybody walks. So I'm walking with like all of the top people from the festival. And we're we're just walking, walking up the street. And we're laughing and we're joking. And I'm like, I fucking belong here. Holy shit. And I cried on the way home because I was like, yo, this shit is... I saw a neon sign in New York City that said living the fucking dream. And when I saw that, I was like, yo... Like, bro, you deserve to be here. Yeah. These people want you here. That's real as fuck. <laughs> it it was real. It was just like, this is what I'm going to do with my life. So, what keeps me motivated is knowing that I'm, I don't have another choice. Like, of all the things that I may have done wrong in life, as far as like, taking a job and leaving it six months later, like I found something I don't want to leave. I don't. I don't ever want to be without it. Like, I realized that I love yeah. festival work more than I love the 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 Hollywood side of production because it's very it's a very slow process and I need chaos and I need to keep moving but we get to this we get to this DJ's uh, birthday party he's not even there and you know I'm with all the people so I'm just like oh we should just be able to walk up you know whatever and security's like oh hey hey you can't you guys can't come in and then the owner of the festival sees us like no no let them in and I'm just like yo shit this <laughs> shit shit
0: it that's straight out of a movie dope. man that is straight it, it, out of a that's, movie
1: that's what i love the festival life is like living a fucking movie so you know not to not to keep staying on that story but fast forward the next year as a photographer um i'm, I'm a concert photographer as you mentioned with the bowery south um or former um i was able to take pictures of one of my favorite artists um from the photography pit this, this last particular festival and for those and so of you who don't know access.
0: for those you don't know what the photography pit is if you're at a festival or if you're the at place any you kind can't of big go. events exactly <laughs> the place that you're not allowed to go because those close-ups are for professional photographers so they can exactly. have those pictures to put in magazines and put on social media and things of that nature so to get in that is that's a huge deal right there chief
1: and just imagine what would have happened if i was too busy trying to give an artist my mixtape back in 2015 oh my god you see what i mean like just understanding like i'm i'm playing the long motherfucking game here man like i'm i'm thinking where this shit leads because these people understand my work ethic yeah and every year like every year i had told um one of the people that brought me in like i want to be a photographer and i would send her some of my work and she would like you know that's not really what we're going for. I send her my work and I, you know, I learned who everybody was because I genuinely cared. And before I knew it, I'm really, really good friends with like some of the photographers in the entire like festival. So like, it's not weird for me to walk into the photography pit. Cause they're like, Oh, that dude was just chilling, driving us around. And it's like, yeah, I really, truly understood my value. And it's like, when you get that experience, you can't let anybody talk to you any kind of way because <laughs> it's yeah, just no. like, do you know who I am in a certain circle? <laughs> like, exactly. You know what I mean? It's just, And you, you grow a confidence in that. Like it's all about staying on the path. Like if you believe that's what you're supposed to do,
0: stay the course Try and get yeah. good at it without keep a doubt man. and
1: try and get good at it
0: without a doubt.
1: So that's why I keep, that's what keeps me motivated because like COVID is not, cannot be the end of my story. This shit is a fucking movie. Like I know. We, we haven't <laughs> even gotten to the, 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 the fucking middle of the movie yet I and I can't wait for the climax but th- like I- I'm on my way man and it's it's if it takes me till I'm like fucking 60 years old I don't care like I, I've, I've said this before there are a lot of th- things that people have gotten on to me about not being committed to in my life oh you know why do you leave this job why do you do it just like but there's one thing that no one can ever say like if I died today the one thing I was committed to for my entire life was my passion yeah I would I would give anything
0: i mean that's all you got at the end of the day is your passion
1: i can't i literally cannot do the opposite i cannot do the sit at a desk I, like i tried doing that so many times and i i hated life i cannot hate life man it's yeah. for, life is for the living so we got to get out and fucking live it we Pick do a dream and go after it
0: yeah Without a doubt, man, and I'm I stand by that too, man. You you have to you have to enjoy life, and you have to do the things that make you happy. And I believe one of the main things that will make you happy is learning about others, because when you're learning about others and you're get, gaining perspective, it's only then that you can appreciate what you have. I listen to the Jocko podcast a lot, and every day actually and he's always reading he's, he's reading a book on there he's giving you some kind of knowledge about the past and for instance he was telling this story about he was actually reading a book so he's reading this book about um uh Indian tribe and to make the, a long story short basically he was talking about the things that they had to go through just to make it on the other side seeing their families, you know, killed in front of them, slaughtered in front of them, seeing their horses shot, seeing their buffalo shot, and it's it's cold as hell. It's like, you know, negative 30 degrees, and they're just they're out there in like loincloths, and they're just trucking on. And so, you know, when you hear things like that in such vivid form, it just kind of, you know, I'm listening to this as I'm riding my bike, and it starts to rain, and, you know, I'd probably before, you know, I really got into this mindset of just outside of my own world, I would have been pissed. But I'm listening to this like, dude, just just go home. It's okay, because guess what? You have a high, a hot shower in there. You have food at the ready and like just go home. There is no home. Mm -hmm. Their their village got burned down. Their huts got burned down. Their, the buffalo right. got slaughtered. Their family. So it just puts you in a perspective. But I mean, I definitely can agree with that. You have life. Live life. Enjoy your life. Learn about others, and and go from there, and and just yeah. uh, just get after it. You know, just live it to the fullest and cre- be creative it's too. Like you know.
1: A, yeah, it's like I said to you before. Like for all we know, this is the one and only life that we have. So for you to spend that life working for somebody else expecting, you know, that one day you're going to matter to that person when if you drop dead right now, they're just going to replace you within a week. You know, just that understanding of like they don't no one is going to value you more than yourself. So if you let someone else set the value for you, you'll never value yourself
0: yeah and if you're in a position to where you are working for someone else, but you have a goal in mind, we always talk about things being stepping stones and not destinations. So as long as that's your mentality, get after it, do what you have to do. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Getting into social media. yeah, the name, art X art, where did that come from?
1: Um, so you see a lot of times in uh, especially in, in entertainment. Where X will will represent collaboration, yes. Um, and that's really what I wanted to do. I I'd look at Art X Art Media, yes, as a media company, but also more as a collective. I want to bring in creatives from all over. I want my my vision for it is that art collaborating with art creates art. That's you know, awesome. <laughs> if you are a <laughs> if you are a photographer, link up with a model. Use both of your skills that you have. True. hopefully invested time in and use those to elevate each other. Because now you're able to post this photo and say, Oh, look at this model that I shot. And then they're able to post yeah. and be like, yo, shout out to this photographer, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, and look at what we're doing. Other, you know, we're, we're,
0: two podcasters, exactly. you know, featuring each other on each podcast. So that's definitely, exactly. that's definitely true, man. And I guess this it's, is a, it's
1: strength in numbers, bro. That's it's just exactly. find, find people that are moving in the same way and, find a way to make all of your p- puzzle pieces fit together so you can elevate together.
0: Yeah. And faster. I, I Anyone who's been listening to this podcast, they're already going to know the answer to this, but I want to hear from, from you. What is your goal for art X art?
1: I want art X art to be a place, um, where literally everyone feels represented. I want, and the reason that will happen is because I don't want I, – like, I am the, the, the head of it. I am the CEO of it, but I want it to be heavily – I want the projects to be heavily filmed and produced in a way by other artists because I want them to have the backing to be their cr- truest, most creative selves – yeah. And that's really what the company is, is it's a place to back other creatives. Um, while I have my own things that I'm producing, I want to also help other people produce and learn all these little secrets that I didn't have access to, because I truly yeah. believe that it's strength in numbers, you know, there whatever are... audience I can't reach, maybe this person can. And then now that fan, the fan of them becomes a fan of me because, th- you know, through association, I, I absorb their listeners. They absorb mine.
0: Yeah. So and that th- that's that's pretty much it is what it is. I, hang on. And so that's pretty much what it is, man. It's it's exactly like what I was talking about in a, an earlier episode. It is a melting pot. Bring your art. I'll bring my art and we will make more art. And that's that's awesome. And so it, it's it's yeah. kind of crazy because it's just like this podcast and with everything else that I do. I want to know because For me, I'm very meticulous, but I also give myself a little freedom. When you're going into a photo shoot or when you're going into an audition, are you a meticulous planner or do you just let your mind run free? How do you what's your mindset going into that?
1: Um, it depends. I'm a real, real big. Um, so I'm I'm taking a I'm taking a six month Meisner course. Shout out to Dustin Lewis, my acting coach and my whole Meisner family. I see you guys. Um, plug. We are, uh. Yeah, so I'm, I'm taking a Meisner acting class, and I've, I've been watching a lot of movies to understand some of the exercises and really dive into the acting technique. And um, I would say that, like, watching other actors is a good way to help get, get me into a, a mindset um, going into a shoot. I also like to listen to, to music. There are certain songs that um, will put me in a certain mindset. Maybe they, they, I correlate them with a good experience. Um, or maybe, you know, I listened to them in the gym and I was really pumped and now I want to take that same energy with where I'm going. Um, but I, I, I watch a lot of movies. I've been watching a lot of DiCaprio movies. He's arguably one of the best actors that's ever lived, I would say,
0: top top
1: three living right now, like easily. Um, and so just watching a good performance makes you not want to put on a shitty, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know what you mean. You can't watch a DiCaprio movie and then half ass something. It's
0: I know. Just like he's definitely you know, he's an inspiring person. <laughs> exactly. He
1: yeah, and, and every character he plays is an inspiring person Top for notch. at least some point of time.
0: Yeah. We have this test that we take uh at the retail establishment that I work at and every 6 months you take this test to see if you want to move up to the next level and if you can move up to the next level um sure. and I shit you not every single time i take that test the day before i watch the wolf of wall street and that is 100% <laughs> I totally factual. Believe that's so you that's i love so that movie you. I totally believe and that it it is it just makes me get the fuck after it every single time i watch yeah. that movie jordan bell man every, every time man, that i is see a, great a little movie.
1: Every time I see a little clip of that movie, like scrolling through Instagram or some shit, I'm just like, "Fuck, I gotta watch that shit again." Like that that one scene, like the <laughs> the whole quaaludes and trying to get into I the know. car shit. It's a good it's movie. It's like man. Leo, what the fuck are you doing, man? You're amazing. It's
0: crazy, dude. So, what, yeah. what uh, what big projects are you working on for ArtX? Art? What do we have? What do you have in the pipeline for us? What do we have to look forward to?
1: Oh, uh, shit, man. I got a lot. I, I What I need is more time or a clone. That would be really great right now.
0: <laughs> I wish, man. Um, I know.
1: Shit. I'm working on the Art Life podcast, of course. That is going to be uh, distributing or going live, I should say. Um, it is a video podcast. I shoot three camera, uh, three camera setup, and that will be going live on September 1st Hell on yeah. YouTube Cannot as well as Spotify and everything else. Um, I'm literally in the process of of editing the episodes right now, so I've already shot three of them. Um, Other than that, I've got uh, I've got a podcast I'm producing called uh, "Teamwork Makes the Dream Work."s Shout out to PJ and Andrew. I'm also shooting um, in the pre production uh, process of shooting um, uh, producing another podcast. Uh, This one is "Pull Up or Shut Up" with Mike G and Tramell Ship um so look awesome. for that that'll be coming out soon and then i've got a couple of other shows um one man's trash where i'm showing people how to uh and it, for creatives this is good information if you're ever struggling don't struggle like i used to like there there's a way to make money um so with one man's trash i show people how to buy things online or i'm sorry uh, buy things from like goodwill or thrift stores and then flip them for a larger profit online yeah i've been doing that since 2010 and um uh, i love awesome just helping people so more episodes of that on the way
0: The when we were talking earlier about you being in New York and the struggle that you went through, it's crazy because with things like I just had a podcast I did. I talked about technology with things like Instacart and DoorDash and shift and all this. And honestly, even Turo, if if you have a phone, you can Turo a car and then you can go ahead and get into those apps so you can make money. Like as an extra you work and then in a city that never sleeps like New York, you can go ahead and get your car to Turoed. Once you get that car, you yeah. can go ahead and Instacart, make you 60 bucks or even more overnight because New York is crazy. So you can make a substantial, you could literally Especially pick now. up and go to New York and just live there through Instacart, DoorDash, shipped all those types of applications. So we live in yeah, a but time were like where a if you have, car, I know, but I mean, shit, do you want the money? You know, I was just yeah, talking yeah, to, uh, you know, a friend of mine, um, Kiki, and I was, she was talking about just the drive that, you know, immigrants have. They, they uh-huh. come in here and they, they will work five jobs. They don't care because over there where she's from, you know, in Kenya, places close down at six o'clock and that's it. So the money stops at six uh-huh. o'clock. So over here, oh, wow. you talk about New York. She's like, dude, we didn't know Walmarts existed. Open 24 hours, 24 seven. Let's go. Like, <laughs> right, you know right. what I mean? You work at a Walmart, then you get off and you go work somewhere else. So it's all about the drive that you have. But you just got yeah, to. Yeah. That's why listening to podcasts are 100 percent. It's not optional as a creative. You have got to have the knowledge podcasts are the way to go. It is readily available information. You can pause it, you can rewind it and you can learn things. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of good nuggets out there for people listening to this podcast alone, just about the industry and just kind of an inside look of it. So it's, it's definitely awesome, man. But with that being said, it brings me to the word of the day. Oh yeah. The word of the day today is visionary. That is spelled V-I-S-I-O-N-A-R-Y. Visionary. A person thinking about or planning the future with imagination or wisdom. Hey, that's me. I was about to say, (laughs) if you're a creative, then you're a visionary. And like we stated before... Everyone doesn't have to see your vision because it's not their vision. And even if you try and share your vision with someone, they might see a pale green or you see a forest green. So the people Absolutely. that you bring along, you've got to help paint a vivid picture so that they can truly help you and you guys can work together through something like Art X Art or whatever you're doing. Guys, if you want to learn more about Jay, you can click any of the links below to follow him on his journey to get ArtX Art Media out there, moving, and just continue his growth. Jay, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, bro. Thank you for having me. Um, we got to do this shit again. I know, sure. man. We definitely will. I'll have you on mine, actually. Exactly. I'll, have you on, I'll have you on the Art Life.
0: Y'all listen to that and, uh, you know, look forward to that collab. Obviously, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on all of the socials at Tucker 10 underscores, or you can click any of the links below. If you gained any knowledge from this podcast, please subscribe and think about donating for as little as one dollar a month. You can help support the Dichotomies of Life podcast. It would be muchly appreciated. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great day.